Hey, what's up? This is Kevin with the Whole Fast Podcast, Tierra Nueva and Mount Baker Presbyterian. Sitting here with my friends Nate and Brent in the midst of this pandemic on Easter weekend. It is Holy Saturday. Um, and we are sitting outside as to keep in accordance with social distancing. But we just really wanted to have a conversation and uh, invite you into that with us. Um, some of the things we're going to look at today is, uh, will church ever be the same after this? Um, is there a direct parallel between uh, the empty tomb and the empty churches? Um, and what daily practices are keeping us, which might help keep you in touch with God? Um, so let's just, let's just hit it with the first question. Church is jacked up right now. Will it ever be the same? Mm. I wouldn't... I wouldn't say church is jacked up right now. Honestly, I, I would say that it's a, I'd say it's growing. I think it's growing more now than it's grown and probably since I've been going to church. I mean, I see more people getting reached. I see people being more creative. I see people trying new things and reaching out. So, I mean, I know that at least that's what we're doing in our ministry. And just even the things that I see on social media, I mean, it's like, it's kind of, I still, all the negative stuff is still there, that's for sure. Like, there's still a lot of negative and a lot of uh, dumb stuff <laughs> going, yeah. going, going through there, but I'm seeing a lot of people who are reaching out and a lot of people who are scared, and this is an opportunity, you know, for the church to continue to grow. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of, I just, the first week or two I was, like, oh, this is bad. This is not going to be good. But then, like, since, you know, since it's been going on, you know, I feel a little more positive about it. And I feel more positive about myself being able to try different things. Sure. Yeah, I... Do I think the church is, 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 is ever going to be the same? No, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, it was something of this, like, it's just so it's unprecedented, right? We've never faced anything like this before. And it's actually forcing Christians to obviously rely more on God, right? Mm -hmm. And with with that comes, with that, along with the technology, comes with creativity, right? Just as basically what Brent has said. When the band, when this restrictions and all this stuff is, is over and, and we get to go back to church, I think we're going to have... Uh, more creative ideas we're going to bring this experience to the building yeah. okay because i guess that's what maybe what we're talking about as far as church being the building but we're going to bring what we've experienced to the building the testimonies to the building where people can congregate i think they're going to be there's obviously i, I believe there's going to be a rise in attendance back in the building right because you know, you can't go through, you think throughout history, something uh, that's just rocked our world, right? Be it financially, physically, or just whatever. It's, you know, there's always this appreciation of life after, you know? So, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be the same. I don't think it'll ever be the way it was. Um, and and if, if it does happen, you know, well, man, woe, woe to you. Yeah. You know, that, that you, you have an ear, but not listening, eyes, but not seeing. You sure. know what I mean? Um, I think it's going to be great 
um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be great. And I'm actually just really looking forward to how the rest of this goes. And this is, you know, already been orchestrated, right? Uh, we're all at a fork in a road. We can either do this or do that, right? We can either do this or we can do what God wants us to do. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are going to, you know, come from all different ways. But I think the roads are all going to land end up at a place of just appreciation that we we've survived this you know we got through this so churches that never live live streamed before this do you think they're going to continue to do so after this like when we're all able to come back and worship together in the same room do you think they're going to keep that camera going i feel like it'd be beneficial for them sure you know i can't you know i know from what i just seen on watching the news and seeing on TV. I know a lot of pastors were against it at first, but when it came down to it and they had to do it, yeah. like to reach their followers, I mean, I don't yeah. know what, I don't know what it looks like for all the other churches, but I know our views for our streaming have gone way up. Mm, sure. Like the yeah. amount of people who are actually viewing it, because it was usually like in the 70s, 80s, like I've seen it up to 300 now. Yeah. On view, so I think it would be beneficial for them to continue to live stream. Yeah, um, I've seen things that I wouldn't normally expect to get more than twenty views on a on a regular basis within a day and a half have four hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's it, crazy. It shows you just how hungry, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not even talking about boredom, right? Just hungry. They're hungry. They're looking for answers. You know, a lot of people are bored, right? And they do a lot of things. But I mean, when you actually sit there and consider, let me see what churches about you know you're not just like trying to you're, yeah there may be some curiosity i'm talking about people that don't normally go to church sure. but they're looking for answers right yeah, they're looking yeah. for answers and they're, they're coming to the right places so yeah i'm in as I a believe. pastor i do a lot of uh, phone calls and a lot of facetiming with people and i notice that when i'm facetiming uh with certain individuals members of their family are starting to come get in on the conversation mm -hmm. that normally wouldn't come to church or normally wouldn't take part in the conversation so that's a it's a it's a new or wouldn't even normally come uh sit in the room with you if you went to the house and visited yeah. but they're so hungry for some kind of better news or the gospel really is it's the holy spirit pulling on them um that they're starting to jump in on these conversations and then they're starting to become edified in, in the spirit you know yeah i'm i'm not really a computer savvy right like you know up on social media uh, so, I don't know if this would make sense or not, but uh, people that are old school, right? We, we call that old school, right? That really don't get on camera much or, 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 or live stream things, right? Again, that. I, uh, this is an opportunity for them to get to know that part of technology, right? Yeah. The, the part of tech, and, and so this I say, I'm not sure if it makes sense, but I can see that there's something there. So for the older generation to, to get in touch and, and understand that part of technology that the younger generation is already accustomed to, right? And so in some way, shape, or form, it's kind of bringing the bridge and generate the generational gap, right? The generations together, the old school and the new school, as far as that's concerned, but it's a really great, you know, way to learn and understand that is you know through uh uh churches online and and, and things like that right yeah yeah i agree <laughs> uh virtual communion so here's how i feel about communion you know like the study i mean 
You don't have to be anywhere or be doing anything to take communion. You know, you need to, you need to, you need to be saved. You need to be, you need to believe in God. You need to have a repentant lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's on you when you take your communion. Mm -hmm. You know, and who you take it with. It's just, I, I, because I taught on this, taught on this a while ago. And it's just like, you know, a lot of people just wait to take their communion to this time, that time. I'm going to take my communion here and there, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what I said because I talked the whole deal. Listen to this, okay? Because uh, we uh, within uh, our, our area, were, there's a bunch of us that were on the fence about uh, uh, virtual communion. And taking the the in person out of the person, basically, right? Um, so I tried it on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago with my congregation, and I got this text the next day. She's and one of the members said, "By the way, I love communion. I remember my dad serving it and the depth of his feeling during so communion always makes me think of him. This last Sunday, I felt not only his presence but also a vast cloud of witness Hebrews 12:1 uh, surrounding all of us as we joined together in it." I don't know that I've ever experienced such a sensation. It was transcendent. I felt their presence worshiping with us and rejoicing in unity of the Spirit with believers everywhere. Do you think communion virtually has the, the possibility yeah. to, to bring more believers together all at once? That sounds to me like they're just... It was... A, they were just taking communion so much more seriously than they have in the past sure yeah. you know that sounds like you know this is how i saw communion but realizing the times that we're in and realizing and then maybe really dialing into what communion's about it sounds like it was just an eye opening eye opening heart opening soul opening just mm -hmm. uh, outreach and like god just would just on them and because yeah. i'm sure i'm sure that the way that she described it. She was probably not the only one who felt like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, to the question, I do believe virtual communion is is a great thing. It'll bring more people, uh, because there's only one criteria, and that's Christ said, "You do this in remembrance of me." Sure. Yeah. Regardless of the times, regardless of the struggle, what's going through, you know, what the what's what's uh, what blocking, you know, what's keeping you from coming to church all you got to do is make sure you do this in remembrance of me and if you're not remembering me then you're on the way to forgetting this it's yeah. an actual physical remembrance of his suffering yeah. yeah and you know what brett was saying earlier is yeah you know it, it, it is up to you how you take your communion hopefully it's a life of repentance hopefully you know before you take it you're just looking back on just how you've lived your life up to that point uh but you know that somebody that there's there's someone there that that you know keeps you accountable you know and makes sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do because taking having partaking in communion is a very 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 big thing and it's something that ought not to be forgotten it's something that has we know it be i'd be okay with having communion you know every service you know there because there's no amount of time limit that you know the bible says you can have it just says remember me remember me so yeah i really believe that virtual communion is a great great thing i think all around virtuality is good but you know you got to have that it's nice 
to have that human contact. Oh, yeah. You know, it's there. I think we're. I just. I think we're all learning and we're getting used to this. But there's just a there's a feeling, not having anything to do with communion right now. But there's a feeling of being in um, the midst of a bunch of believers. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's I would. And if, not even a question though, but well, I would so, say that's what I'm missing the most right now. So often to to have that that solidarity with other brothers and sisters in Christ, it's when we go to church, right? When when we sing the hymns together, when we sing the praise work yeah. songs together, when we all actively do that together, we are standing in solidarity yeah. as believers in Christ. But we don't have the ability to really do that right now. Right. right? Yeah. So I see I see virtual communion as something that can actually really bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, of like, hey, we're all gonna do this together right now. Here's the body of Christ broken for you, and mm-hmm. um, and just step by step, so we know that we're all doing it together. Yeah, I will say this for for the the group of people that that have been going to church online, right, and 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 they're about just me and my laptop, or me and the 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 the, the minister or the the pastor on TV. Um, yeah, and, and may use this as an excuse of, see, I told you, this is why I, I watch TV. I'm, I go to church with my TV or I do it online because you can always go to church. Right. And to what you two were just saying, yeah, but you're you're neglecting the fellowship sure. that we're supposed to have. Right. We can't forget that. Right. What you said, because it, it's an integral part of being a Christian. Actually, it's like one of the most vital parts of, as Christ says, we are a family. Right. So, you know, I'm not going to sit there and like if dinner's ready at my house. Right. And say, I oh, just bring my dinner to my room, mom, and I'll eat here while everyone eats out there. Right, I'm still in the same house, but there's no fellowship. You know, <laughs> it's garbage. I mean, yeah. That happens in some people's <laughs> All right, so I sent you guys something that I wrote about uh, uh, Holy Week in quarantine uh, last week. I'm going to read it so whoever listens can hear what we're getting ready to talk about. It says, Life sure looks a whole lot different as we head into Holy Week. Today, my family had to head to Walmart. For some supplies and as I drove past the entrance there were employees with sprayers not to wash anything but to coat the shopping carts uh, uh, but to coat the shopping carts to disinfect everyday people are wearing masks and gloves for protection a variable amount of emotion ran through me all at once first there was appreciation that uh, Walmart was making an effort to make the, its store safer then sadness and anger that we were living in a time that we had to chemically disinfect everyday things. Then came fear. What kind of world we're living in right now is simply traumatic, scary, and uncomfortable. Working in ministry in a world that is traumatic and broken, painful, and isolating is not easy. As I look to Holy Week for some kind of comfort in the story of the risen Jesus, I can't help but wonder if this is how the Twelve felt when Jesus was betrayed and arrested. Did they feel as defeated, lost, angry, scared, and depressed as I do? Life for them, just like us, was changing right in front of their eyes, and they were powerless to stop it. The only thing we can do with COVID is slow it down. We can't stop it. 
The disciples of Jesus broken and ready to be cast into the wind, just as we've been exiled into our homes? Or have we? So here's my thought process. Church has never been about the building, but always about the people. The gospel has never the gospel has never been a come to me gospel but rather a take it to the streets in your home share it with your friends gospel jesus sent his disciples all over to proclaim the good news in the homes of those who would welcome him welcome them our homes are being flooded with the gospel once again in the midst of this pandemic and people are hungry for the good news and here it is just like jesus the church has been resurrected and is now an empty tomb so I find it extremely fitting that we face crisis in the midst of Holy Week. We can look to the Easter story and see that the re see the resurrection that is happening. The gospel is back in homes of God's people and in the heart of every follower of Jesus and reaching farther than ever before because of the technology we have at our fingertips. We can proclaim far and wide the goodness of Jesus. We should rejoice that we are not going to the tomb this Sunday. The tomb is empty. So what do you guys think? Um, I actually loved it. Um, I, I, because I never, I never would would have drawn a parallel between uh, the empty churches, the empty buildings, you know, uh, and the the empty tomb, right? Mm -hmm. the empty buildings that you know you would hold your our services. We would hold us, um, and it's a great look, and and, and it actually so. Um, when this all started and when I sat there and, and, you know, kind of looked over what we were about to talk about today. Right. Um, I, 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 it was, it was kind of tough for me only because I was used to the schedule of when we had service of the Thursdays of the Saturday setup of the Sunday services. Right. I was used to it and with without even thinking about it i knew i was going to go to church on those days to get my feeding and i'd be okay yeah i'd read at home and i pray and i'd study my word right but i knew for sure that was and so in some way shape in, in some way i got lazy because i was relying on those things right and then when i when when there was no more church on those days i really had to look at myself and go well how am i feeding how am how am i feeding myself you know, other than just going to those days and you praying and you reading your Bible, right? Because something has to level up. You know, you can't just continue the same. I, I, I believe for me, you can't just do the same thing and have nothing in place of the service you miss on those days, right? So going to the churches and stuff like I, I saw myself just in the habit and seeing it that way when really when I internalize it and like what you were saying was you know i have my word at home god in his word said he put his word on my heart right and now i've got to be responsible and accountable to make sure that what you were saying the gospel is in the homes now that i keep it in the home and i continue to like allow it to flourish and let god do what he really wants to do because and church i can easily see when people talk about yeah this is a family this is i'm thinking of what God wants to do as far as in our church and in my in our ministry and things like that. When I'm out of that setting in my home, my mind changes, right? Because I'm not in the building that I'm at. I'm in church in, right? I'm in my home. So now I'm more uh, conscious of my wife, of my kids, of my family, 
you know, when at some times uh, I don't think about them as much. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but it really made me look inside and see what was really important to me the most. And how was I really feeding my family, not monetarily, but through the word of God? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was still... Um I was still processing that whole thing quite a bit. Even the empty tomb, empty church, and just, I, it's almost the opposite for me because of my living situation. So I, uh, I really did, I did, just like you did, I did thrive on going to the church, but even outside of the church, I was looking for things to do at the church because I, I don't have people at home or whatever that I yeah, yeah. do. So I would try to be doing that kind of stuff. But then like knowing that like, okay, I don't have this to do at the church. What can I do? And that's kind of been where my, where my thoughts have been. I have not figured out exactly what I want to do. I mean, I have some ideas, but like, like I said, the, the ideas are flowing and it's just being like, just knowing that, okay, I, I can't go to church. I cannot go to the building today. But what can I do for the church? Yeah. And that's been like, that's pretty much what I've been on for the last week. And uh, I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's yeah. that's where I got, that I really I, I really did like that empty tomb, empty church. I, that was, that was, a, that was quite the parallel. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, and this is going to round out our conversation uh, for anybody that might listen to this. Um, what are uh, some of your daily practices in the midst of this pandemic that are helping keep you close to God? I'll tell you a good one for me that I just like realized that I need to do was going outside. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like literally going outside. I don't know if it's just sitting there, being there, but appreciating what I do what I still am able to do, like this things that I can still appreciate what God is doing. And sometimes when you're in the house, especially if you're in there for too long, you don't really see what's going on because really you're probably just looking at the news. I mean, I am Mm. (laughs) looking at the news or watching a message, you know, that's what I'm doing. But, uh, when I go outside and I just breathe the air in, Oh, I thank God. Yeah. Thank you. And then, like, every time I'll be stuck in the house and I come outside, I'm like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I do this hours ago? <laughs> but that's that's the thing that's helped me the most. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I I work. You know, I'm still able to, to go to work, sure. right? So, I mean, I'm outside. With how my thought process was and, and how all this kind of took me as far as, like, what am I doing? What I am seeing is that, uh, my wife and I, we are definitely in the word a lot more, yeah. right? We're actually praying together. Now, I mean, so people will sit there and look at like, you know, if and like, oh man, they would automatically think that leaders do all this stuff, right? They do all the praying. Oh, they pray like from sun up to sundown. They read their word like, you know, in between inhale and exhaling, right? They're just all in it, right? That's what people think. But truth of the matter is like... We're just as human as they are. Exactly. And there's things that we struggle with. And so earlier, like, you know, you can't stick in the the same workout uh, 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 regimen if like 
you're 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 going against a, a stronger opponent or or a, a, you know a, you're having to run a longer distance so you've got to like level up on your training right and so i think this has caused us uh, my family to get closer together as far as like our relationship and so you know my relationship is my relationship my wife's relationship is her relationship right but now it's like hey let's talk about our relationship with god yeah you know what i mean and it's it's scary but i i believe that's what god wants right is is i mean and i'm talking husband and wife yeah but together what is god's desire for us together because individually yeah we got that down packed but together you know and so i think uh, that's one of the things uh, that's bringing us closer together you know one of the things that that i can't help but think of uh is when you know back in jeremiah when the israelites were, were in babylon and god came to jeremiah and said you know uh you know i want you while you're in babylon to Go and I want you to plant gardens mm-hmm. and grow crops. I want you to take, uh, you know, daughters for your sons and sons for your daughters. And I want you to actually pray for the benefit of your oppressors. Um, and so I, that right now with us, because we're kind of quarantine exile, you know, there's a parallel there. Uh, we're, we're held to a different way of living than we're used to. Yeah. Um, so I recently have taken that really to heart I said okay God wants me to plant a garden so I go and build a greenhouse fill yeah. it with a couple of beds and start planting it and I'm, and I'm tending to the land and uh, we were outside working in our yard yesterday and I just uh, was watching my wife and I'm like you know it's amazing because uh, it's amazing the transformation that God can do is like you know six years seven years ago we were on the streets yeah imagine what our lives would have been like as a homeless individual oh jeez yeah uh, in the midst of all this and now we are attending to the land of our exile it's crazy right god has given us a blessing in the midst of uh, uh, trauma you know um we're living in a pretty traumatic time and period right now and so how do we hide that trauma uh or uh, gently expose my kids to the trauma um, we do it by doing everyday family things, and that's what's bringing me closer to God every day. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I get yeah. up and I, and I see God in the eyes of my children. I see God in the eyes of my wife, um, and then I see God in the eyes of us as a family as we go out and do things. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. It's amazing, man. It's good There's a better appreciation. You have a better appreciation for all those things. You know, yeah. not that it, you know we were just this. You undervalue. I was a jerk. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So this is Hold Fast Podcast. This is Kevin. I want to say thank you for hanging out with Brent, Nate, and I. Um, sorry about the background noise, the traffic, so on and so forth. But um, uh, to err on the side of caution, uh, we decided to record outside because of social distancing in the midst of this pandemic that we're in. Um, if you are a prayer warrior, uh, we ask that you pray for all of us individually that you pray for our families, and that you pray for our church communities. Um, Thanks for listening.